Hi, this is Mira Morningstar, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Today, we are speaking to a woman who is a model, a singer, a songwriter, one with nature, and a very spiritual being. These are the Chronicles of Mary Morningstar. Welcome, everybody, to the 10th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Mira Morningstar. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joined with me, as always, as always, is this handsome... Don't you you cut me off mid-intro. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I noticed, just quickly, I noticed you don't call yourself sleeker than sleek anymore. It's because I put white on and I'm not sleek anymore. Is that why you stopped doing it? <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously? No, I just forgot to say it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. You sleeky fuck. Carry on. Anyway, and with me as always is this handsome devil. If you hadn't a guess, it's the Scotsman Tom. Hi, yeah. How was it going? The interrupting Jamie. co-host. Hey! It's it to me, so, you know, it's, I guess it's one all right now. I guess we're even. Even Stevens could say, ha, 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 ha. Hey. Um, anyway, for those that don't know, that's my surname. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so, yeah, just, just otherwise people are like, why is that funny? I don't understand. <laughs> like, like what's, good, what's going on here? His, his name's Tom, or T.S. Like, so. S-R, that's what the S stands for. Ah, we have the most common name in the world. Um, yeah. Jamie, do you reckon Hello. anybody could pick keys up quietly? <laughs> I wonder what made you think of this conversation. Um <laughs> No, I don't think you're going to be. You know. If you can't, I reckon there is a skilled way to do it. But I don't think there is. I don't think anybody in the world ever could pick keys up quietly. I reckon you could do it quietly, but not silently. How would you do it quietly, though? Like I said to you before, it's like, like a it'd make a noise, but it'd be like a real timid, quiet like, noise. Ding, ding, ding. You know, sort of that shitty um, dream catcher thing or whatever it is that people have outside the house in America for some reason, also in America. With uh, the really long yeah, bars, yeah, yeah. and they're like, yeah, it's got the ball in between, so it's winning, it's like, ding, 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 sort of thing. So I think if you pick them up, it'll make that noise against the desk or the table or whatever it's sound anyway, because it makes a scratchy noise. And when you pick them up, they'll clink together. There's no way you could pick keys up quietly. Listen to challenge. Out. Film yourself picking up your keys without making any noise. <laughs> How are you, sir? I am very well. I am very well. I'm, I'm rather sleepy. I've been up since 4 a.m., because, you know, I decided to go to La Gym at 5am this morning. The guy, yeah, so I love that because I was like, fuck, it's got work early because obviously we recorded last night. And um, you were like, I need to get this done quick because obviously I've got, to go, I've, got, I've, got to, I've got work. And then when I was going to take at the gym, I was like, oh, you're being one of them pricks. What I was at the gym this morning at 4am. Yeah, I was here early. I gym early. Look yeah, at me. Damn working right. out at 5am. Cool. Who needs to know? Me. My... <laughs> But my visit to the gym this morning did lead me to a follow-on to a Tom's Journal entry from the other week. Really? Which is the people that no, make stupid noises? Yes, the people people make stupid noises. Do you notice the people that make stupid noises are also the people that once have dropped it, they aimlessly walk around the gym? I said this. So they did you say one. that yeah. as well? Yeah, I was like, you see what I've lifted? You see what I've lifted? Yeah, look at my fucking <laughs> tiny dick. Yeah, look what I've lifted. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And they do the Colin McGregor walk with the arms flinging about everywhere. Like absolute fucking penises. 
Yeah, I have one seen guy, he kept doing it, he'd just drop it and then he'd just walk aimlessly around and then yeah, go so back. He, and I was like, Was he looking around as well? Who, who noticed? Yeah. Who noticed? He was looking around as well. I was like, Mate, it's quarter to five in the morning. No one gives a shit. No. <laughs> who, who, who knows with a 15k? Who knows with a 15k? Anyone? <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> My little finger. No, I'm joking. I'm not one of them. I'm not going to start measuring dick sizes now. I'm not one of them people. No. <laughs> A bit weird way to being in the gym. All. I see you lifted a lot of weight. Compare. <laughs> it's, about eight, it's about eight inches, five and five. No joke. Um, anyway. So. <laughs> I haven't measured mine since I was in like year nine, so I couldn't fucking tell. You actually have done it? Yeah, many years ago. <laughs> but you've actually done it? Yeah. Okay. Hasn't every male? Come on. Should we move on from this conversation? Probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with <Anyway>. me. Bear <laughs> with me. <laughs> I'm going to do it now <laughs> while we're having this conversation. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> uh, rather erect, Jamie, I have to be honest. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm doing really well. Um, I've, uh, that's got you, hasn't it? I really um, did. I'm a little tired, but not as tired as normal. I've had five, I've, I've had these many hours of sleep last night. Um, I didn't sleep very much last night, uh, obviously chatting away to the Barry. Um discussing bits and pieces and whatnot so uh just a really nice catch up with him really um so yeah I've, I've not slept like hardly ever um and i don't know what it is about my house but nobody can seem to close the door quietly yeah i don't know what it is and because my my room is right next to the front so the front door is literally like there <laughs> like i if i could see through my wall i could see it um <laughs> and i'm not joking but it's always like i hear it open i go and slam and it was like what but my whole wall will shake I was just like fuck me I've noticed before when we're recording and stuff like that, just chatting away and every now and again you go boof, boof. I was like ah someone's popped out yeah yeah or my kitchen door because that's a fire one so that just automatically comes back but it like it'll go really slowly and it goes boof I'm like what the fuck <laughs> it's like it got bored of closing <laughs> It's like, oh, God, it takes ages to shut. I said, actually, I've had enough of this. What? <laughs> I've got other shit to do. Yeah, come on. I've got to be closed. I can't be open for too long. I don't like it. I don't like it. Terry, I tell you, I don't like being open. I miss I the frame. Like... I miss the frame. I just yeah, want to sit in it. Yeah, I miss it every time. Every second I'm away from it, I'm fucking just listening to James Bond. I'm just like, I wish I were closed. I wish what? I was at the frame. What is like, listening to James Bond? <laughs> I'm just sat here like you're beautiful. It's true. I uh, just want to get up to that frame so much. Oh, here we go. Uh, frame, frame. <laughs> I think that has got to be the most bizarre tangent we have ever gone on. I really wish I was a cupboard door. They're always closed. <laughs> I wish I had cleaning products in because nobody opens me. Or jealousy. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, what, so I don't know what's been going on with my house. How's uh, what, what have you been doing yourself? What's been going on? What have I been doing with myself? I've been a bit of a busy boy. I've been reannering. Yeah, we love that. We love a bit of reannering. What have I been watching? I've been watching Friends, obviously. Of course, you've of course. you still not finished that. I'm on like season eight, so I'm, I'm quite close to finishing it. I've got like Question. two seasons left. How many times have you cried? None. Why did you say that as if to say, like, because I am mad. I do not cry. Why would I cry at friends? Man, no cry. I don't know. Is that sapphits in it? Don't people get off planes and shit? (laughs) Why do you know that? 
because it's one of the most talked about things ever. <laughs> no, um, I don't generally cry at TV programs either. Do you not? Mm. Oh, I do. I sometimes get a bit, a bit totes and oosh, but I don't actually cry. I uh, fucking, what was we watching? Oh, yeah, you know, after our meeting on Sunday. Yes. And obviously the other half had Aladdin on. And even at the end, where she's like, I choose you, Aladdin. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I choose him too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, choose, I want the Sultan, but never mind the Sultan. <laughs> but yeah, and it's like, I've seen this 50 billion times. It's the greatest. But you know what really threw me off? It's like Robin Williams. You can see Robin Williams in the genie. Oh, yeah. Because I'd never noticed that until recently. I was like, what? That's that's Robin. And then the guy at the start, the, the market seller, is Robin Williams again. I was like, I didn't know this. What's going on? Yeah. So it's like their brain's tuned to go, ding, Robin Williams is talking. You notice it more when you're an adult, though, because you're just more in tune to it. Don't just see the yeah, character that's yeah. on the screen. Ah, salam and good evening to you. Um, fuck, I love that film. I forgot what I was saying now. Sorry. What have I done this week? Ah, watching stuff. Um, what have I watched this week? I've watched the first two episodes of Squid Games because I keep seeing it everywhere, so I decided I have to check out this program. And it's pretty damn fun to be fair. It's slow. It's slow to start, but but it's good slow. It's like I like they tell the story, they give detail yeah. to it. It's not well, like straight slow into it. Slow. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely a tortoise fan, and not a hare. Oh, definitely. Um, I watched a bit of stand-up comedy as well. I watched yeah! Eddie, I watched Eddie Pence's stand-up comedy special on Amazon because after talking to him. Because one other thing I did last week is I took part in Pod Aid with our good friends over at USUC. Eighteen hours I podcasted. Obviously, a couple of hours break in between, but twenty-four hours for the whole thing. I did eighteen. Did you manage to talk the whole time? Like, were there any points where you're like, "What do I say"? What do I say? Oh, it's me. Of course, there was loads of points, especially when I'm half asleep. I was just sat there like, uh, you're all yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I know that you have the tendency just to fall asleep as well when you're tired. So I did that. Oh, no. No, I stayed wide. I didn't actually feel tired until the train home. I was perfectly fine. Because there were those moments where you used to stay with me. I'd be yeah. like, oh, Jay, this bit's really funny. That was fat Jamie. We were sleeping up near it. just used to kill him off. I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> fat Jamie. Sorry. I really made me laugh. Carry on. But yeah, um, took part in part aid with our good friends. Uh, Target was a thousand pound. We raised over a thousand pound just for with our mouths. But it was, it was it was a great great night. Congratulations. Um, other than that, not done a fat lot. Just workity work work work, and oh, seeing the kids as always. So. Oh, how was that? Kids are wonderful. Um, Lena now has a phone and access to TikTok, and therefore I'm giving up my parent card, and I'm just going to throw my phone out of a window. Disclaimer, sorry Joe, but he now disowns his kids. I'm going to send you a third of the maintenance because I'm disowning that one. She keeps sending me TikTok. But what have you been up to? Um, Well, where where to begin, Jamie? Where to begin? And don't take the fucking start because that's what you like. (laughs) See, I got it in. (laughs) I got it in. See, I'm so clever. I was Um, about to say it. (laughs) Anyway, so you know that door's like been shut. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Close that one on your way out. So anyway, what have I been doing? Obviously, I've been re-entering. Um, I've gone back to major, major re-entering, um, which I like. I, I like my job. Do you know, I really enjoy it? It's uh, it's weird. It's the first time ever that I've actually really enjoyed the job. It's it's so it's so. so I've been there six months. Six months? No, lie. That's a lie. I've been there five months, and um, just I don't know. It feels so weird getting up and go like, "Cool, I work today." Yeah, I, I know what you mean. 
it's so odd. It's <laughs> like, not like, oh, fuck me. Like, oh, this can't be arsed with this and that, and I've got to do this. But the people I work with are absolutely awesome, so I can't, I can't, I can't complain at all. Um, right, so, uh, what did I do last week? It's all, like, what did I do, Jamie? Uh, oh, I right. So I, I had two days off, so I was meant to, I was meant to obviously be joining you for Pod Aid, but because I had absolutely no contribution to it whatsoever, I felt it was unworthy of me to be there. Um, so I just had declined the invitation. Um, and spent time my other half. Um, we've been staying in quite a bit. Uh, we went to the pub quiz on Thursday and came fourth. Uh, yeah. But we, but with uh, with Elliot, Des, and uh, Olivia, but we managed to win a twenty-five pound bar tab, which I actually remember that I know we need to claim. So it's a five of each. I've only been a bit. That's one drink each, but still one drink. Case. Exactly. Everybody wins. Um, we were good. We came fourth. We thought we were. We only lost by. I think we were behind first place by nine points. Nice. Um, what yeah, was your quiz? Fun. What was your quiz team now? Uh, so solid, Cruis. <laughs> it's called the Cruis Bar. That's pretty good. I like that. That was Elliot's. That's all <laughs> Elliot. That's all Elliot. It's good. I like that. Um, so uh, I think that people appreciate the name as well. Uh, so yeah, and then Saturday I went to a wedding. Ooh. I went to a wedding reception. Should I say? I don't go to the wedding itself. Uh, I work Saturday, but. Um, yeah, went with the with the wonderful other half. We went to uh, a wedding in Brecon. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere, and it was absolutely stunning. It was in this barn, um, and I met like some of her best mates um, and her mum. So Ooh. it was, uh, yeah, it was it was good actually. I met her mum on the Wednesday night, um, and her sister went around to her sister's for dinner, and that was really really nice, really really nice. So if you pass the family check, I think so. I've got them on Facebook now, so I think I'm good. Oh, you definitely, you definitely <laughs> passed the family check. You're fine. Um, I've been invited for Christmas, which is a big win. So, yeah, I didn't say anything myself. I was like, uh, yes, please. Um, so, yeah, we went to a wedding on Saturday in Brecon. And, um, yeah, so I met the friends and stuff. It was really nice. Got on really, really well. Um, but, I'm, Jamie, there's a moment I'm quite proud of. Okay. Right? The only thing that's annoyed me is I can't remember the song. But, basically, I went to the, the, we were sat at a table that was right by the doors to the toilets. Because the toilets were in the middle of this big barn, and um, there was a song that was really mysterious and like eerie. I think it was about the 70s or 80s or something. And they were all sat at the table, and I was walking. And I was walking to the door of the toilet. I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I opened the door really slowly and started looking around, like to the beat of the music. Like, so like it was really mysterious. I was like looking around, like going, oh my God. I stuff like that. And I'd like kneel down on the floor, like rub it with a hand really like, softly, and I like sniff my fingers as I rub them together, like stuff like that. I've been really mysterious. And, the, and luckily, they watched me the entire time. So they were all like pissed themselves laughing. I'd run on the floor. And I think that won the friends over. I think that was the moment. That was the moment where I was like, he's welcome into the friendship group. He's, a, you know, we accept I him like as, your, as your partner. You've got a thing for funky dances at weddings. Do you remember my wedding where you were Kofi Kingston clap dancing down the entire hallway? I did, but I think I did that too much. I think I enjoyed that a bit too much. <laughs> you yeah. did enjoy that. You were doing that quite a lot, but it was yeah, amazing I every time. So Thank you. I really appreciate that. But yes, I did. I was really, really enjoying that, that moment. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, so Sunday I had a roast dinner um, at the other house house with, with the mother. That was really, really nice. Like, oh, having a roast dinner in ages. What meat? Pork. Ooh, good chops. Ooh. Yeah, it was tray. I mean, tres, like total tres delicioso. All the tres, all the tres. 
Um, so that was incredible. Then it was an NFL Sunday. Um, we had a glorious meeting on Sunday. We had a glorious we meeting on Monday. We did. Uh, We've been busy boys. We have been very busy boys. Um, and we're back to interviewing this week. Hooray! Yay! So it'd be nice to get back to the interviewing. It's been nice to have some time off it, to be fair. Um, I love the fact we've had some time off yet. We're still like three, four weeks in advance with interviews. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We did go a bit balls to the wall to begin with. We're like, get all the interviews in, all of them. Let's just interview everybody. Hooray! <laughs> you, you over there, you busy? Come, come, we'll talk to you. <laughs> you here, here, sit, you talk. <laughs> We discuss, we interview, you talk, we answer, done, bye. <laughs> Off you pop. Off you skedaddle. Good word. Good word. Good word. Good word. And now I've got this really nice lemon gin that I'm enjoying whilst talking to yourself. Oh, very, very sophisticated. Thank you, sire. So um, in, um, as like, a, now I've met yours, she's coming to meet mine Ooh. on Saturday. So... You can hear all about that next week. All right. Oh, she gets to meet the legend. Oh, it is your mom the skittle? The uh, skittle. Uh, fuck off. off. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't actually say that to her. <laughs> no, I, I really hope not either. But that story <laughs> will live on forever. That is so. It's funny. The, my the greatest Tom's journal entry of all time. For anybody listening to this that wants to know what that means, you're more than welcome to email in or ask us, and I will tell you the story. Just to <laughs> the chronicles of podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So is that everything that we caught up? I guess we should hear from our sponsor. I guess we should. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cozy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just head over to www.staycozyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new line coming in the fall of this year. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. What's up? This is Keith Tatnus McCleary, a.k.a. Tatnus, a.k.a. Uh, not this guy again. And you're listening to The Chronicles of Podcast with Tom Stevens and Jamie Westwood. Or at least you better be, or I'll fucking kill you. So, I don't know about you, but I feel like I need to learn a thing or two. Do you think? I think I do. Jamie? Yes? It's time for Callum's Treachings. Uh, is this guy coming to talk to the world with his infinite knowledge again? Uh, you mean previous, is Callum coming to treat us all? Yeah. You're damn right he is previous. Welcome to Callum's Treachings. Okay, so the boy is back. Yeah. Doing what he does best. Jamie, what is Callum treating us this, this week? week? Tall people are expected to help shorter people by reaching for things that are high up. Yet if a tall person was to ask a short person to pick something off the ground up off the ground for them, it would seem like an insult. <laughs>
Everybody makes a good point. I think you are the perfect person to answer this. Well, yeah, what? Because of our relationship. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually think of that. Yeah, I would. What get... was that laugh that just came out of my um, face? You <laughs> 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 sound like that. <laughs> so start, but you didn't end it. You just started it. <laughs> you sounded like um, you're in a horror movie, but you weren't sure if you were scared or not. <laughs> anyway, yes, as a tall person. But it's got a good point because obviously we go, oh, yes, of course, I, I, of course I'll grab that sour cream for you off that top chair. Oh, of course I'll get those crisps or biscuits, whatever the fuck. Sour but yeah, cream? I don't know. <laughs> I love Mexican food, all right? It's my favourite cuisine. Um, but yeah, if I turned around to my other half and was like, oh, I'll just grab that off the bottom shush plug. Fuck off! Just because I'm short. I'm just to your fucking self. What's wrong with you? It takes about 10 minutes to bend down. So yeah, bear with me. <laughs> this is like you know, dropping at altitude. You know, when planes like skydiving, that's me for coming down. <laughs> Callum, you've done it again, my friend. I know. I, I love. I, this is, I know why everyone loves this segment, and I love this segment. <laughs> and I've always loved this segment. It's just like you know when you feel like how can he top a treach, and he, he tops a treach, and yep. you're like, but how can he top that treach? And he does it again. Yep. Oh. Just an absolute hero. I just adore the man so much. The way he, the way he thinks, and everything is just absolutely glorious. Jamie, what else? Is Callum Trichinger's this week? Maybe plants are actually farming us, and by giving us oxygen as fuel, and then when we die, we turn into mulch, which produces nutrients, which they then consume as food. That is brilliant. I really like to know how he comes up with these. That that's not that that is funny, but that's not even funny. But that is brilliant. Genius. That is yeah. Genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking plants. Do you know what? Right, I think he's actually fucked the food cycle, the food chain. I think he has. He's just shit all over it. Other plants probably eat that as well. But <laughs> I, <laughs> he's absolutely right. I don't fucking know plants. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Stop guarding everyone. Stop killing them. <laughs> Evil just, bastards. Just petrol bomb all the grass. <laughs> Tulips are sat there like, I'm very I'm so excited to consume you. Look at the size of you. You picked yes. my cousin and put him in your house. <laughs> it's my Fuck. turn now, Leave you. Fuck you, Hydrangea. <laughs> I want the ginger. No. Leave him alone, roses. This is Tulips. turns to shine. <laughs> hey, Christianthiums. Fuck you. <laughs> The tulips will rise. The tulips will take over. You know what? The I just realised this is a really bad thing to be saying considering who the guest is this week. She'll get over it. She'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love you, Mira. Um, we do. You know, it's all, it's all, all in jest. All in jest. Um, Apart from the chrysanthemums. Fuck you, chrysanthemums. Dickheads. <laughs> You ain't got nothing on a posy, all right? Uh Uh-huh. And what? And what? And what? Anyway. Anyway. And finally, 
what else is Callum treating us this week? Do not touch would be a really unsettling thing to read in Braille. Actually killed Tom. <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. I don't want to say a word because that can't be topped. I don't think we can that, say anything no, to that, that, that. That cannot be topped. That would never be topped ever. That would never be topped. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I've got to fucking follow this. You are <laughs> yeah. joking me, right? <laughs> Why is it the best thing of our own show isn't the bit we're involved in? Oh, mate. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> that was glorious. Dude, that was, that was incredible. That was incredible. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. <laughs> I really am. Oh, my God, Callum. You... I, think, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Oh, I literally we can't add to that. Nope, nope. Just that perfect, the most beautiful, most amazing treat I've ever heard. Your dad's gonna have a fucking field day this week. He's hey, Steve, Steve, <laughs> isn't your cousin blind? Yeah, <laughs> you better be careful touching that braille, mate. You better be really fucking careful, especially this construction site. Why is a blind person here anyway? <laughs> That's a good point, mate. Oh my god! Uh, I I generally don't know where to go with this now. I'm like I'm just sitting going. I feel like I'm in awe, and that I've just <laughs> seen like a miracle happen. <laughs> I, do you know what I mean, like like a dinosaur's been born out of an egg. I'm like, what the? <laughs> like it's just like this is unbelievable. But like, the dodos are just the greatest facial expression I've ever seen. Yeah, just like, oh. a, just like a dodo's walk passing on. What the fuck, you know? It's like, <laughs> just, Callum, I think you've... I, yeah. You've broken us. I, I would die happy now. <laughs> I really would. That's that's the that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I hope you've had a good week in that journal because it's off this. Mate, I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. <sighs> Time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Do you know what, right? I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> you just go straight to the interview. <laughs> Should we just like, just fuck off the journal? <laughs> no, I'm sure there's some wonderful stuff in there. There is. Oh, well, here we go. Callum, thank you so much, man. Like, that's made my life, that has. That's made my week. Just, that was the best thing to end on ever. <laughs> right, I hope everyone soaked that in. That's the yes. second. We've soaked that in. Right. Welcome to Tom's Journal. Another edition. Here we go. Jamie, why is it always long walks on the beach? Why is it never long walks down the road or through a forest or down the pier? <laughs> it's so weird. Why is it a beach every time? It is, I've never understood that. Long like romantic long strolls down the beach. Down the beach. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you want to go down the beach? Why don't you just go down the pier? I fucking why, hate walking down the beach. Why don't you want to walk on an aeroplane? <laughs> I, I just I just don't get it. Or in the air. 
And Peter's are stupid and all. I don't like them either. Well, because you go all the way down, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get a break now. Yes, precisely. <laughs> and there's all, there's never anything at the end. It's like, okay, well, this is finished. Just, just off see. I go. <laughs> yeah. I suppose they're good for horizons and sunsets and stuff. Yeah, I suppose. In the middle, you're in the middle of the ocean, not the middle of the ocean, but you're in the ocean technically. Um, technically, well, you're not in the ocean, you're stood on a pier that's in the ocean. But I always find walking under the pier more interesting than what's on top of it. I don't walk under a pier, I mean, never. There's like all barnacles and shit stuck to it, it's quite interesting to look at. Ah, okay, or it's a seaweed and weird creatures, yeah, well. it's just interesting. But no, I've never understood the walking down the beach thing. I want to always write to dating videos. Yeah. Maybe it's because we're British. Because you walk in the beach, down the beach and you put your feet in the ocean. Like, oh, fuck, it's cold. It's not romantic. Well, it's a bit of a stray wind because here we've got the fucking seaside. Well, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> I like nice romantic strolls down the seaside. People are Australian saying that. Hey, Dave, mate, you want to go down the fucking seaside? <laughs> the, the what, mate? The what, sorry? You know, the seaside. You go surfing down the seaside. <laughs> Barry, you all right? You mean Thomas Dingo? What's going on here? <laughs> Do you want to put another few shrimp on there, buddy? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> this really blew my mind, right? I've never, I never, I never knew why. I never thought of this. I suppose because back then it never existed. So on you've been framed, right? Hmm. You win two hundred fifty pounds for every clip that gets shown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two hundred fifty pounds for to get shown. But Jamie, what about reruns? So fucking good point. Surely for every clip they sh- every clip they show, then surely should get rerun for reruns. They'll get it again and again and again. No, that's a sure. really good point. It was a question in the quiz about how much you win and you'd be framed, and I was like, "Fuck, what about reruns?" <laughs> That's a, I wonder if there's something in the contract. Yeah, there obviously is. But is there even a contract? Do you just send the video in? They're like, have a check. I don't know. I don't know. I, how it I, works. Ne- I never sent a video in. I don't have a clue how it works. No, no, neither have I. But oh, I think that's someone we need to look into. Get Harry or listeners, do the research for us. Did any of you ever send a video in so you've been framed? Oh, yes. I, I, if so, what was it? And, sh- and send it to us so we can see it. I'd love to yes. see that sort of stuff. Definitely. So, this entry to Tom's journal is not Tom's. Oh, whose is this? This entry this week into Tom's journal is Luke's. Okay. Luke has given me an entry this week into Tom's journal, and it made me fucking piss myself laughing because it's such a good point. He said, surely the last M&M in a packet is just called an M. Hang on, there's more. <laughs> okay. And surely a full packet is called an M&M and M&M and M&M and M&M and m and m Bravo, Luke. Bravo. You absolute hero. <laughs> Oh, so funny when he told me that. But I just felt he deserved his own slot in the journal. So he's, a, he's a, an it. avid listener of us, and we appreciate that so much. So I definitely I was putting that in there. Jamie. Hello. Did you hear of the story of a man who went missing in Turkey? I think I know what this is. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those that don't know, 
This was cast all over news stories everywhere, I think. A missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party <laughs> for, for hours before realising the person they were looking for was him. <laughs> I saw the headline, but I don't know any details about it. Well, what the fuck? I'm about to tell you. Amazing. This story is wonderful. Behan Mutu Mutlu had been drinking with friends on a Tuesday when he wandered to a forest in Bursa. When he failed to return, his wife and friends alerted local authorities and a search party was sent out. Mr. Mutlu, 50, stumbled across the search party and decided to join them. But when members of the search party began calling out his name, he replied, I'm right here. (laughs) He was taken aside by one rescue worker to give a statement. Don't punish me too harshly, officer. My father will kill me, he reportedly told them. Police drove him home. It's not clear if he was given a fine or not. Absolutely amazing. Well, he given a fine. It's not his fault. Searching for hours, mate. And he was in the search party for hours looking for himself. I don't know. What I love the most about this is the fact that he's 50. I thought it was like some teenager, some stupid idiot teenager got drunk and whatnot. But then mind you, why is a search party not calling his name out for ages? Well, yeah. How long was he in there? It says hours. What were they doing beforehand? Just aimlessly looking. Well, yes, exactly. That was so funny. <laughs> I, I love that story so much. That is ge- what a wonderful piece of news to get after, uh, you know, with all the shit that's going on at the moment. That was just what an absolute pick me up. You hear her, Mr. Butler. We salute you, sir. I'm honestly Same. most surprised that story didn't start with Florida, man. <laughs> 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 so I've got a really serious question for you here now. I'm, I'm bringing a serious question to the general this week. Oh. Why do libraries still exist? Does anyone use a library anymore? I'm I know sure a lot of people don't have access to internets and stuff. Internets? What's internet? internet. Don't have access to the internet, but obviously that'd be more like internet cafe, wouldn't it? But yeah. does anybody get books out anymore? Does anyone? I suppose the older generation might do. They must. I was going to say, I'd imagine it's the older generation, people who are used to it. I think maybe students? Do you think? I think they'd buy their own textbooks on Amazon now. That's what I did. Maybe not textbooks but like when they're doing their research and stuff like stuff they don't want to keep Maybe I don't know. I honestly don't remember the last time I went into a library but I feel a little bit bad about that now we're saying it I was just thinking about it because me and the half were talking when we were shopping in Tesco and I was just like does anybody go to libraries anymore what made you think of libraries in Tesco because um, her mum still goes ah. yeah so we just chatted about it and I was like does people, do people still go like, surely they can't stamp anymore. Surely they must scan or something now. There's no stamp. I'd imagine so. You know, they can find you easier now. There's a giant library in town. I'm going to have to go in there and be like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> they see all of the one person in there. Yeah. I'll be like, what are you doing? And someone would look over and just, shh, we're in a library. So that reminds me of the Impractical Jokers thing, where they fill each other's bags up with, with things so they don't know what's in them. And they have to, they have to use them once in a library. And it's like, saxophones and drums and <laughs> kazoos and stuff like they're fucking amazing have you seen that one that sounds amazing oh it's so good and they basically it's, if they get shushed they lose yeah it's cool and finally Jamie I saw this and it really made me laugh losing my sight losing my mind I push my fingers into my eyes or whatever Deftones sang <laughs> I thought it was a nice little funny, stupid thing to end on. (laughs) 
There's a nice little lip biscuit below it. Oh, that's even better. Oh, have you listened to the new lip biscuit song, by the way? Dad vibes? No. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Back Is to it form. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it, it's like a classic Glim Biscuit song. It's brilliant. I will definitely have to check that out. And that was another edition of Tom's Journal. Yes, it was. And a glorious edition. You followed up beautifully. <sighs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We could have said the funniest joke in the world. We could have said the funniest shit ever. And it would not have topped that. And I bet you loads of people will agree with me. Probably. Good luck. No, 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 no. Good luck topping that next week, Cal. Good fucking luck, sir. For those people that want to know, actually, before we get to the, the you know, that piece, the reason they're called Treachings is because Callum's surname is Treacher, and it sounds like Teacher. Hence why they're called Treachings. Just so you all are aware. Jamie, where's that yeah. piece at? Oh, that, where did I leave it? Where did I leave that? Oh, I left it in Glastonbury. Shit, oh, I'll go get it. I'll be back in a minute. Go and get that piece, please. I'll back in a minute. Okay, okay, I'll wait. So while Jamie's gone for the piece... I'm back now, too. Oh, oh, that was quick. Oh, you've, oh, you've got it? Yeah, I've got it. Just go, I'm just going to take that. Oh, I've got it. So, guys, I've got right here a piece of resistance. Welcome to the Chronicles of Mira Morningstar. As Jamie said in the wonderful trailer, she's a spiritual being. She's a model. She's a singer, a songwriter, and just an all-around wonderful human. She was so lovely, very zen, very chill, um, you know, and very much into her, you know, crystals and spirits and the forest and everything. It's just, it was really fascinating conversation because I know fuck all about that sort of thing. So I've been around people that are into that sort of thing, but I've never really embraced it myself. So it was, it was interesting to hear it from someone actually yeah. describing it properly. And it, I actually kind of want to try it. There's one point she tells us just go sit in a wood. Nothing, no phone, no nothing to sit in the woods and be one with nature. And I was like, I kind of want to try it, actually. It sounds quite nice. We need to obviously give a massive thank you to Mr. Keith McCleary because obviously Nero was on his show twice um, and was like, I think I think y'all need a, need a guest, have Mira. That's my Keith impression. It's terrible. That's a no great Keith impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all need another guest. I'm going to um, go smoke the jazz cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> And I will no longer take the piss out of Keith because he will murder me. Yes. He could twist my head off like a bottle cap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keith, I love you. It's all, it's all love, brother. It's all love. Anyway, back to our you know piece of resistance. Yes. Mira, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really, really enjoyed it. We really appreciate it. And we also learned that you can blur your Zoom background. Yes, apparently you can on the web version, not on this version. Oh, is, well. Yeah. Which is a bit annoying. But there That's we go. right. Everyone loves my background in the conversation we've had previous. So, <laughs> Jamie, any final words? Thank you, Mira. This was amazing. And I was listening to Heart Armor earlier on. Such a good song. Everyone should go listen to it. Yeah. Please go check out Mira on Spotify and go and check out her social media at Mira Morningstar. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, she is a singer, a songwriter, a model, one with nature, a very spiritual being. It's Mira Morningstar. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you another wonderful guest. Today's guest is a musician, a model, an aspiring actress and a very spiritual being and a lady who has a love for Tom's national animal, the unicorn. 
and also a lady who spent today saving a bumblebee according to social media which really made my day today we welcome you all to the chronicles of mira morningstar Woo! an absolute pleasure mira thank you so much for being here oh thank you so much for inviting me not at all it's our pleasure first and foremost normally i start this off with asking you about your 18 months but before i get there i've got a little something i want to say first so a big fan of the show and yours mira has messaged me recently in the past couple of days and he just wants to say one thing hailing all the way from canada he just wants to say uh fuck off darling <laughs> well fuck off to you too darling that's what i say <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was Keith McCleary, everybody, for that uh, putting that little uh, little nuggets there. Thank you very much. Appreciate that massively, Keith. I know how much you love this show and uh, how much you adore Mira. So you know, was this just? I thought that'd be a good way to kick it off. So perfect. <laughs> anyway, Mira, how has the last eighteen months been for you? Eighteen months. Wow. Well, um, pandemic much... season, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, a few dark nights of the soul, obviously. I think um, most of us have been through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I spent about three months completely locked in. I didn't even go shopping or for the daily walk that we were allowed. I was really just completely locked up because um, I had people uh, living here with me in this house um, who were whose immune systems were maybe not to scratch to you know cope oh, with okay. COVID. So. Um, we all said we're going to go completely nuts and we actually had a lockdown before the national lockdown and didn't leave the house um yeah so um yeah so I you know spent three months away from everything which was which was really hard because I I'm you know I'm a very um I'm a person who needs nature if I can't have my friends around me I, I definitely need my walks and I need to be around you know trees and and have fresh air that doesn't just come through the window but anyway um, that you know was a dark time, of course, um, but it did it did force me to go inwards a lot. And um, and all that time, I then spent really focusing on what I wanted to do um, and not what I didn't want to attract into my life. And um, you know, um, I suffered from so much anxiety; it was unreal. Um, I could, you know, I even had to quit my beloved coffee because it was sending no. me all over. I know, right? <laughs> so. Shit. Um, yeah, long story short, I, um, I, I came out so much stronger and I'm actually, I mean, obviously it's, 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 it's so incredibly sad what's happened, um, globally, but just personally speaking, um, I'm, I'm really grateful to have had that time, um, to, to grow as a person and to, um, you know, develop some skills I I didn't even know I could, I could gain and, um, Yeah, and I feel like I'm a completely different person. I feel like I've uh, really changed um, and I feel much stronger. So, yeah. That's amazing. It's weird. It's like it's the worst but greatest thing to ever happen. I mean, obviously, it's been Mm. horrific that people have lost loved ones and friends and family and stuff. I mean, that's absolutely awful. And my heart goes out to every single one of them. But, like, obviously, it's just weird how it was like, this is really shit. But then it makes, like you say, makes you go, but then again, you know, I've got some time to myself now to think about this and that. And oh, I didn't know I could do that. And what's that over there? And just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just weird, incredible. So like, did you like teach, like you said, you learned some new skills you didn't know you had. So what did you teach yourself during the time away? 
So I learned a bit more about marketing and a little bit um, copywriting, a few more things to do with music production. I learned things about my voice as well. I've been singing since I was about 19. It's been quite some time, but, you know, you never stop learning. So, mm-hmm. you know, just really having all that time to focus on all these different little aspects that make up an indie artist these days. That was amazing, you know, because usually my, my progress would have been so much slower. Yeah. So, I, um, yeah, I just try to equip myself with more knowledge. And, um, yeah, it's been good. Phenomenal. We like that. I like that. I love I love hearing things because obviously, as Tom said, this it's been a rather shit time. So it's yeah. it's great hearing like positive stories coming out of it because like like you say, it's just yeah, I just love hearing the positive side of things. So a question I like to ask our guests, take us back to the start. Little Miss Morningstar, you could say. Was music always the career you wanted to take, or was it something else entirely when you first started it was always music um so my according to my mother I started singing before I started speaking properly um I would always just sing along to stuff in the car and 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 apparently my pitch wasn't too bad either so I, I always wanted to sing as far as I can remember um but because because I've had quite a rough um, school life and I was bullied a hell of a lot. I really didn't have the confidence to pursue anything like that until much, much later in life. And um, so, um, yeah, I used to spend my time swinging. I had a garden swing. I used to spend my time swinging and listening to a lot of music nonstop. Um, That was my safe and happy place. And at the same time, I think it kind of paved the way for the ethereal music that I'm now creating because it was always my escape um, as well as an expression. And um, so it was it was more of a, of a dream for me um, for many years when I was a little kid. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I decided, you know, the hormones kicked in and I didn't really care. I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, screw all this. Like, why should I be afraid for the rest of my life? And I thought, well, what can I do to get some confidence to actually sing? Um, in front of people and um, I then decided to to do some acting which is really funny now that you know (laughs) that's gonna happen later on next year Um, but anyway I I thought oh I should I should I should focus on acting because when you're when you're becoming a different person in that moment um, everything else is blended out and you're not you so therefore my character isn't nervous so why should I be in the moment I'm nervous I'm not being in character so that's what kind of helped me um, early on to then transition to music. And um, and then I went for music. Yeah. Incredible. What were you listening to as a kid? Um, Mozart. Really? <laughs> and Michael Jackson. And... <laughs> One of these then... things is not like the other. It's <laughs> totally nothing like I create now, of course, you know. Um, but then I transitioned into trance music. I really loved, uh, what was it, 90s trance music as well. Yeah. And, um, from, and then suddenly I, I, I ch- changed everything when I was a teenager. I, I started to get into rock music and gothic music and, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and metal as well. I, had, I, I was in a band that was quite, um, it was quite influenced by a metal genre. And, um, yeah, and, and now I make electronic, ethereal music. Which Beautiful. is kind of still connected, but you know, it's yeah. a different thing. <laughs> yeah, I just love the idea that you're less like, I, I don't know, any, I don't know, some like just lovely piano harps, you know, violins, all that sort of, sort of lovely. Uh, and then it's just like, and I'm looking at the man in the. I don't know, it's just, it's just such a different. <laughs> <I know. like, laughs> 
the contrast over here. I wonder what Michael Jackson sounds like as classical. That would be incredible, wouldn't it? I know, right? I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's. I think. I, I think a lot of artists feel that way. They 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 take inspiration from the weirdest of places, you know, and then yeah. you, mm. you it just flows through you, and you kind of put a filter on it, and you're own your own spin. You know, I'm not saying I'm influenced by Michael Jackson now, but obviously he influenced me as a kid enough that I wanted to pursue singing. So um, yeah, um, <laughs> I was a weird kid, you know. I liked a lot of weird stuff. I. I like little ghosts, you know, they were my favorite thing and He-Man toys and, and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is but that's not weird though. Kids like what they like. I think it's a societal thing. It's like girls must play with Barbie and boys must play with cars or something. But no, fuck it. You can play whatever the fuck you like. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Who gives a shit? He-Man's fucking banging. Exactly. He's amazing. <laughs> Still a He-Man fan. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a four-year-old daughter who's obsessed with dinosaurs. It's- Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So, as I, as I, as I feel like they're connected, I feel like we should touch on it. Is that, as I stated in the intro, you're a very spiritual person. So, when, how did you discover like your spirituality? Is that something that's always been there, or was it like a moment? So, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, spiritual. Um, my mother is quite spiritual, so I grew up with spirituality, I guess, but. You know, there have been times in my life where, of course, I just questioned absolutely everything and I just wanted to, um, I don't know, I guess maybe it's when, when I was a kid and you kind of want to rebel a little bit against what, what, what your mother's doing, maybe. I don't know, but I was like, I don't want anything to do with this crystal healing shit and, you know, I don't believe in it. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, I went through phases where I guess I was frustrated because I didn't get the results or I, that I wanted from it or, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel what I expected to feel um, from you know, say anything like crystals to candle magic or, or whatever you want to, whatever you practice. Um, but yeah, my, my spirituality is actually rooted in nature itself. So I connect, I, I, we are all a part of nature. Um, and I feel like I flourish and my soul flourishes when I'm, when I can really connect myself fully and, you know, be off screen and, and offline for a bit and, and really just focus on, on what's, actually real in in that sense you know because um we yeah i mean it's it's all we're, we're all actually just one organism and i find that amazing to, to it doesn't make you feel alone anymore it doesn't it, it makes you feeling connected makes makes me makes me really happy so um that's that's basically the gist of my spirituality it's um it's just nature and cosmos i don't really i don't really believe in a god or anything like that either um you know it's it's Every everyone obviously has their own path, and um, I, I believe that they all lead to the same sort of thing. So, because um, to me personally, um, to to put a spin on something that's like a humanoid, and then even a gender specific humanoid, and say this is God or this is a goddess, is a bit too much of a human idea for me. Um, I would I, I I would rather think of it as, as some sort of energy, um, to, in which we're all a part of. But um, yeah, who knows? It's all, it's it's an adventure. It's a mystery. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel that um, this is probably going to get me a lot of hate, but um, <laughs> I feel that religion, religion's used as a weapon these days. I think people uh, preach it and then turn it into like, you know, uh, God, how do I describe it? You know, with everything that's going on in the Middle East and that sort of thing. It's like, oh, you know, 
my God tells me that I should, you know, death to the West and all that sort of stuff. And then you got all the Christians that are like, you should not swear and you should not have sex before marriage and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but somebody just literally created this book and went, this would be a fun idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, I mean, because I, I don't know, I'm a very agnostic, I'm very agnostic. I don't believe in anything. <laughs> really Fair fair. Enough. Yeah. But, you know, um, but I res- fully respect it. I read on your website actually about um, when you go into forests and like breathing the fresh air and that sort of thing. And you, you go in like, ah, and it come out like, ah. That's right. I love that concept. I was thinking about going, oh, my days, that'd be, you know, because you're literally in a forest, in the woodland, in the middle of nowhere. There's no one around, but maybe animals and birds and stuff. It must just be so tranquil and serene and just. So yeah, I was just re- I was just fascinated reading it, going like that's actually a very really good point. It's 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 so simple, but we forget about this, you know. And it's not enough to just go into the woods for like two minutes and go, oh, okay, I'm just leaving all my crappy uh, vibes and energies here, and I'm going. No, you really have to sit down and connect. And I read somewhere um, there's also a scientific reason why we feel more relaxed when we're in nature. It's because everything actually enters our pores, you know, bits of the forest, our skin's breathing as well. It's not just our lungs. So it's really, it's really penetrating your entire body. So no wonder we feel different afterwards. It's like, yeah, like taking a bath, you know? So that's why it's called forest bathing. And um, everyone, everyone should do it. I highly recommend it. Even if you just sit down and listen to music, you don't have to, the beauty is you don't even have to be skilled in anything. You don't have to, practice it you can just be and just breathe or read or meditate or do whatever you like and it's just the simplest medicine really it's because obviously humans can't function without trees and like like plants create food and bees create food and it's so nuts how everything is intertwined and connected in some way um so yeah i just thought it was a phenomenal read to be honest with you oh that's really kind to say thank you not at all (laughs) not at all um but you're are you not from the UK, are you? No, <laughs> I'm from Germany originally. Yeah, so what brought you over to the UK and why specifically Glastonbury? Well, like I said, my mother's spiritual and um, she she visited Glastonbury with a friend when I was a kid and she oh. fell head over heels with it. And um, so then we visited as well. And as kids, we also fell head over heels with it and, and we decided to move. But um, <laughs> we ended up in the Midlands first. <laughs> It was a little long, stupid, <laughs> complicated story why why it took us so long to actually make it to Glastonbury. But yeah, I think the journey was something stupid like 20 years. And um, in the end, we made it. <laughs> we forgot. We actually forgot that we wanted to move here in between as well because it'd been so long. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it was my mother. Really. <laughs> Where, Where about in the Midlands? Uh, Derby, Derbyshire. <laughs> Yes, what, but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> well, I think we couldn't find a house as, as quick as we wanted. It was a bit, ah. it was a bit chaotic. Um, so we sold up our house or something, and then we just moved and, and, and couldn't find one here. And then we just ended up in Derby because that was the next thing available. It was my yeah. something, I, I don't know. I was a kid, you know, so it was just all oh, okay. chaotic. <laughs> Mirror movie to Glastonbury, no to Derby. Yeah, it was a shock. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, Derby is okay, you know. Was, I had some good times there, but of course, it wasn't exactly what I thought I would I, I would be 
experiencing. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to school in Derby um, and did my GCSEs and everything there. So I've had some British school life too. <laughs> No, Glastonbury is lovely though. My mum used to live in Glastonbury for a few years. So yeah. I've been there a couple of times. As you were saying when we first got on here, the walk up to the tour is an absolute killer. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I did that. <laughs> it's like that. It's it's an absolute nightmare. But but Glastonbury is it's full of like paganism, spirituality. It's it's like this hub of the whole of in the whole of the UK. It's it's really weird. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a central hub, it feels like. Yes. Well, they call it the heart chakra of the world, you know. So many people all over the world visit Glastonbury and they just, they, they end up homesick, you know, to a place they've never lived in. And, you know, I, I obviously know this, but I, I can relate to this feeling too. And, um, yeah, people really seem to open up and, and, and just feel free here, probably because there is so much diversity and, and beliefs and spirituality and everything else you know artists you name it so it just feels like you can be whoever you want to be here and 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 that's celebrated and that's something that I haven't actually found anywhere else I'm sure it exists elsewhere too of course but you know I haven't I've, I've traveled quite a lot in my life and um yeah nothing nothing's quite like Glastonbury and do you hear the festival from where you are I've never gone to the festival. I must. I must admit, I'm not really a festival person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I um. Yeah. yeah, I don't really like crowds too much. It makes me feel a little bit strange. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've not really checked out the festival. Can you hear it from where you are or not? No, because it's not actually in Glastonbury itself. It's in a. It's in a nearby village called Pilton, and it's it's miles away from here. <laughs> you what? can. I know, right? So. <laughs> and a lot of people think that the town glastonbury town is completely brim packed full of people um during the festival and it's not because everyone thinks it's packed here they and and they're actually all in pilton the the town itself is pretty quiet during the festival so it's really strange (laughs) fascinating i love it um going back to your music so i almost found it quite like haunting in a really gothic i really liked it like i think it's i think you wrote on your website like it's like an rpg game for like final fantasy that sort of it's got a really hauntingly sexy sound i really liked it um so what made you go down that road of go of wanting to do that i, I forgive me i completely forgot that is it etherical Eth- oh ethereal yeah ethereal thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I made mean- you decide to use that sort of genre well, I guess, like I said, I was um, my, my roots were in rock music and metal, and um, but I always also liked you know other things that were a bit more gentle and, and dreamy and, and ethereal. Um, and well, when I when I didn't work with my band anymore, I I can't really play guitar very well, <laughs> and um, I decided to go solo. And then I I, um, I I got a keyboard and just started playing around really, and that's what happened, and that's what that's what what I felt needed to um that's what I felt I needed to channel so to speak you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah I'm just doing what I love so and 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 choose sounds that create that make me feel like I'm creating a a little world or a portal to somewhere else for people to escape to when they need it most that's stunning I like that I was reading comments on your YouTube videos earlier and there's people saying like I've just meditated in the bath listening to this and it was delightful and things like oh. that. And I was like, 
that is great. That that is this what this music is perfect for. So with your music, so you do all the music yourself as well as the singing. Yes, that's amazing. So did you teach yourself to play keyboard and whatever other instruments you use? Or yes, yes, I did. Um, I um, I'm self-taught when it comes on the key to the keyboard, but I did have a vocal coach in Germany. Um, I, that was what, that was my next question. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you get your inspiration for your songs? And is it like lyrics wise, is it life experiences, fictional things that have inspired you? Mix of the both? Mix of the both, actually. And um, oftentimes dreams. Um, okay. I'll wake up with, um, with ideas, with, with a feeling um, of something that I want to put into sound. Um, and yeah, life experiences, of course, when, when there are lyrics involved. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, I think I'm a bit, I'm quite inspired by David Lynch a lot. And, um, and, and he, cause he also taps into this dream state, you know, with his meditations and um, it was a transcendental meditation that he does. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like, um, I'm, I feel like I'm tapping into a, a similar thing when I'm dreaming sometimes. It doesn't happen all the time, but with my, with my recent song, it definitely did where um, I was stuck on something and I couldn't decide which way to take it. And I went to bed and slept slept on it and woke up with a completely different idea in my head. And it just chopped everything up into chunks of how it's supposed to play, if that makes sense. So um, I just woke up with this melody in my head. It's like, yes, this is what it has to be. And then really quickly uh, recorded it. So That's <laughs> it amazing. really depends. <laughs> Do you ever have those moments where you're like in the shower or something like in a completely inconvenient place and then you start to say, go, oh, shit, uh, fuck, let me write it. Or like, do you sing into your phone, that sort of thing? Exactly, that's what yeah. I do, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I was, I was listening to a podcast earlier on with a, with a singer from a band and he was saying like notes on your mobile is the greatest thing to ever be invented because when you're walking down the road or somewhere really inconvenient, you think of something like, aha, I have somewhere to write it down now. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm really glad we've got smartphones now. I used to, I used to resist smartphones up until just a few years ago, maybe four years ago or so, and I just still had a feature phone. It's like I like my buttons. I'm old-fashioned. I don't want a smartphone. <laughs> but you know, I take it all back. It's really handy for this sort of stuff. It's like pulling the aerial out. Yeah, what? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. I just, oh, I don't know. I have the resistance to the strangest things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, everyone's using in, you know technology and stuff these days. And then I was like, oh, but the government are tracking me. And it's like, yeah, but of course they are. Of course they're listening. In. They're probably listening to this right now. Yeah, because we're all so interesting. The government wants to know everything about us. You know. <laughs> yeah. Makes no fucking Never sense. got that. I was just like, calm down, Susan. Your life ain't that fucking interesting. But, <laughs> but talk about songwriting. Can you remember the first song you wrote? like first song you ever wrote oh that's a good question what was the first song i ever wrote i think it was about my gerbil dying but i'm not too sure <laughs> i feel awful laughing <laughs> no, 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 i'm laughing too because it just sounds <laughs> a bit weird um yeah i think i think it was a it was a little transition song um that i happened to write on guitar strangely enough but oh. my recording stills were awful it was all in mono. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't work out how to put it on 
both <laughs> sides of the of my network. So I was like, how do I record this? Yeah, that must be years ago now. I don't even know where that song is. It must be somewhere on my hard drive. It was called Starlight in My Forest. <laughs> oh, get that on YouTube. <laughs> I will try. Do it, I'll yeah. Re-record it. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. Um, but am I right in thinking you're currently writing an album? Yes, that's right. And how is that going? Oh, really well. I'm almost finished. Really? Yeah. Okay. So what's the plans for this album then? Is there anything it's you can, like, taste as you can give us? Um, it's going to be, um, a, a lot of it is going to be like a continuation um, of Realm of the Unicorns. Okay. Because um, that seemed to connect the most with my listeners. So obviously I want to put out more of what, of what they love. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it um, is quite similar to that, I'd say. But then there have been a few people who um, who said that they missed my vocals as well um, on Realm of the Unicorns. It, they are there, but they're pretty hidden and in the background and just really, really, you know, ethereal and ghostly even. Um, so in this one, there'll be a few tracks uh, with my vocals as well. So to so to cater to both of my audience, you know, so that some of them have the more instrumental stuff and then others uh, have things with my voice on it. Stunning. If you, I take it you've not got, or if you're still in the works of finishing it, there's no release or a date or anything yet, then no. Uh, no, not yet. Okay, that's no. fine. Well, keep your eyes peeled, everybody. Peel them. Make sure they're peeled. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever performed your music live? No, I'm, um, I'm not really so much of a, of a live person. I mean, I, I used to with my band, and I really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. We used to gig in Bristol a lot. But um, I don't... I, yeah, I'm not really sure how to do it with all these layers. Like I'm more of the when it comes to live, I'm more of a performer when it comes to my vocals. I wouldn't mm. I don't really feel like I, I want to play keyboard so much. Um it's not really me to do that live. It feels more like a um it feels more like an intimate thing that I just do in my own time. So um yeah, I'd much rather sing. So for that I'd have to, you know, find bandmates again and um yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not ruling it out at all. But also, if you listen to some of my stuff, it's so dreamy. People are going to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of gig is that? <laughs> it's like, get your blankies out, everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> so with some of the tracks of my music, I'm like, I'm not sure how to pull that off life without sending everyone to sleep. So maybe I could do like a live pajama party for people or something like that. Mira, genius. <laughs> Fucking genius. That would be amazing. I'm down. Not... <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm not going to finish that sentence, but yeah, I'm in. Count me in. Um, right, a question I like to ask musicians all the time is, music videos, love them or hate them? Oh, love them, but it depends. On? On, well, it depends on how well they actually match the song. Because I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but sometimes music videos really don't match the lyrics or the, or, or the vibe of the song. Like, it yeah. feels like... You know, the, the colour schemes are not quite what I imagine. Maybe that's just, you know, because it's my imagination and it's a personal thing. But I've noticed that so many times where something sounds kind of dark, for example, and then it's also bright. Or maybe that's, you know, obviously, maybe that's just the art- artistic side of it that that I haven't connected to. But, yeah. I watched the one with the addresses, like Little Red Right. Is it Little Red Riding Hood? Yeah. Know, yeah, that was absolutely awesome. I love that. Oh, thank forest. you. Oh, that's yeah. so old now. Oh, yeah, I watched that one earlier. I was like, oh, she looks so different. Yeah, no, <laughs> so 
I was I was listening to a few of your songs earlier, and uh, there was a song that stood out to me just because it was so different to everything else that I'd listened to you by, and that was Heart Armor. Yes. <laughs> is there a story behind that? Why it's so different, or is it just I fancy trying something different today? Yeah, well, uh, that one actually goes back to my rock roots, as you as you probably heard, um, and that was more and, and the vocals on there are a lot more like um, like I used to sing back in the day. Um, yeah, it needed to come out because I was I was going through a horrific breakup and a really really bad time, and um, I was sick at the same time, had a flu, and I couldn't do what I usually do and just go out walking. You know, again, I was kind of trapped and. Um, and I needed to, I needed to let out these emotions somehow. And, um, and, and I just kept feeling like I need some sort of armor, you know, to put on my heart against all this pain. And, and then I thought actually that that might make it a good anthem, you know? Um, so I, I spent the whole uh, night just on my keyboard, writing it, writing my heart out. And I really just, I really just, <laughs> I really just had to do it that way and I thought oh god I hope my fans are not going to think like I'm changing my genre now but you know it was a collaboration with my best friend Explore as well so um yeah I I, I still love that song to this day uh, it, it makes me smile these nowadays um because it, it sort of paved our friendship as well and um yeah so the, the story is a breakup song but it's not really difficult to hear is it <laughs> when you listen to the lyrics <laughs> It's, no. it's a, I really enjoyed the song. I feel a bit bad enjoying it so much now because it's like you're like, oh, is I miserable and in pain? No, but, not but at it's all. It's really good. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. And also, you know, a lot of people said that um, the concept of heart armor and and and, and just visualizing having that has helped them. And, and again, you know, so that's why I've left it out there because I feel, you know, if it could be somebody else's anthem, then that's amazing, you know, and it has been. And then and then that makes it all so so worth it. Um, yeah. That's good. I think it's always good to have a different um, genres in your repertoire every now and again. Obviously, not to the point where you're doing what you're doing now and then do like fucking like R and B or rap or something. I, do you know what I mean? No, like that's, yeah. that's quite different. But um, you're just what's the word like leveling up almost. It's like this is a little bit different, but it's still the same like concept, but just something that I need to get out there. And obviously, I loved it as well. That was I absolutely really enjoyed that one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's still fantasy themed, isn't it? I mean, it's still got yeah. yeah so that it kind of lines up there. But I mean, I, I sometimes I, I have the odd song that just has to come out slightly differently. And uh, there was Pumpkin Parrot as well, that a collaboration with my parrot, where you know the, the the main melody and everything was actually by him, and I just translated it to keyboard. I recorded him, and um and and it's his vocals, you know, featuring in the song. So that was all him. Um, so I did that as well for one Halloween. So it's <laughs> that is cool. I listened to that earlier as well, and I would not have guessed that was a parrot. That's incredible. <laughs> That's all snoo. Like I'm not taking credit for it. <laughs> I was just a way. <laughs> I'm just blown away. I don't want to say. I was going to say, yeah, blow my mind. <laughs> Damn. Maybe he's got something going on there. Yeah, he's talented. He's yeah. really cool. Let's get him signed up. Yeah, I know everyone. Everyone wants wants them to bring out an album now. Oh, Mira! <laughs> Surely, or at least an EP. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have to get to work on that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be so good. <laughs> so, I was, I was going to say with your music, um, you've 
gained a really good following. You've got a lot of fans. Like the comments I've read on your posts on your website, the YouTube and everything like really, really lovely comments. How did you go about like marketing this sort of music? Because you know, it's not like send it into radio stations how most people would normally market music. How did you find an audience for it? Well, that was the yeah, it took quite quite some time because at first I didn't really know what style of music I was creating in the first place. So, you know, how do I market it? Um, I was like, what is this? Is is it is it ambient? And and it is, but I, I just wasn't sure. So my first step was figuring out what am I actually creating. And um, and then um, I uh, followed John Ojaka's uh, courses. He's also a fellow musician and um, his music marketing manifesto, where he teaches you everything from how to write blog posts to um, uh, connecting with your audience and Facebook ads. So um, I've just been running Facebook ads, really. And that's uh, what, what brought in all the right people who would enjoy my music. Amazing. Maybe we should look into that, Jane. I was going to say, that's not a bad idea, is it? Yeah. I'm going to pitch that idea. Do I can market for this mirror? <laughs> I'll help you, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's expand this team. I'm still learning. I'm still at the very beginning. This is what I've been um, doing in lockdown. So, you know, I'm still learning so much. And I mean, you never stop with these things, right? So, um, exactly. yeah, I'm always happy to help you guys. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, I want to touch on a subject that I know absolutely nothing about, but I'm very intrigued. Crystal healing. Crystal so, healing, yeah. What exactly? What, what? 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 I'm an idiot. So, like, you know, for like, for like, you know, dumbass guide. What exactly is crystal healing? That's a good question because I haven't got a clue. Um, oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm really no expert. Like, like I said, I just connect to nature. Crystals are a part of nature, so. I, what I do love about them is obviously they're really pretty, you know, they're sparkly. Yeah. I do I do source them um, ethically, though, you know, because there's a huge market. They're very fashionable. And, you know, the mining is not really ethical most of the time. So I think it's really important to be uh, to, to, to be responsible when sourcing them. Um, but, yeah, so um, crystal healing. Um, I've been wondering the same thing for a long time. I didn't even believe it. And to be honest, sometimes I'm still not quite sure if I do, but I do. Okay. Um, you know, I have had experiences where I did feel calmer holding a crystal or I felt better wearing certain crystals around me. And um, I'm not sure if that is just a psychological thing or if, um, you know, maybe it's a scientific thing where um, thing where minerals can enter our pores after some time. I mean, um, water, natural spring water gets filtered through stone. So, you know, and that's how we that's how we take up a lot of minerals, which then help us feel better. So maybe there's something like that too. And, um, you know, or just an, an energy thing that we haven't understood yet. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't base my life around crystals, but, um, you know, they look, they look amazing. I love them. I've been, I've been so lucky to have been gifted so many by really sweet friends. And um, I love what they stand for, what they symbolize and how they all have different meanings so yeah i like i like to just dabble in that and have a play and just surround myself with them because why not no well exactly it's lovely yeah. i mean i wasn't expected to be like well here's the starter's guide to give me the entire <laughs> rundown but it's the fact that the earth creates such magic and wonderment as you would say like you could literally just look at it and go that's just stone someone just chop it or crack into it ever turn around it's just like bright purple and pink and bluey like how how how, I know, how right? has this been created i don't understand yeah magic 
there's natural magic right there so yeah I've got to say, considering you started that answer with I haven't got a bloody clue either, <laughs> it was a fantastic answer. It really was. <laughs> I'm really true. impressed. <laughs> it's so, true, though. <laughs> to move on to something that you do know about, um, I saw that you also uh, do some modelling as well. I do, yes. How did that come about? Was that something that you sought out to do or were you approached? No, so um, when I... This is years and years ago... Um, I think about must be maybe seven, eight years ago, if not longer. Um, I noticed that if I just post something on Facebook, no one sees it. And I thought, oh, even if it's just a song, you know, back in the day, I just used to post um, drafts of my songs and stuff. And, and I just noticed no matter what you post, even if you just write something, you kind of need a caption with it. I didn't, uh, sorry, you need a photo with your caption. And I didn't, um, I just didn't know what photos to post. So I thought, well, maybe go out and, and take some I guess <laughs> I made my boyfriend take photos of me and then I saw some fantasy images that I really liked and I thought ah you know this is a whole new way to express myself as well to have to have photos to go with my songs you know and to to carry on that story in a, in a visual sense so you know obviously there are music videos um but then there's also that so um and I just and then I fell in love with the whole concept of just dressing up and going to the woods. And, you know, it made me feel like a little girl. And, you know, you just dress up to be another character again. And uh, so that's why, you know, unicorns, Red Riding Hood and you name it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was a dress up thing and, um, and, 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 and just a way to find something to to post online, really. And, and now it's just become part of it all. It's about because you were on a cover of Shine Your Light magazine. Yeah. And you also featured in Faye. Faye magazine, yes. Yeah. Karen Kay's publication. Uh, she also does fairy events um, here in Glastonbury, uh, usually twice a year. And um, yeah, she's lovely. She's a good dear friend of mine. That's amazing. But to be on a cover must have been unreal. Oh, gosh, yeah. And that happened in the pandemic as well. I was like, whoa, this really? is crazy. Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> In the middle of the pandemic, I was approached by Shine Your Light and um, they, they um, asked for one of my photos for their cover. I was so honoured. I thought it was so amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that, you know, to, to just happen in the middle of all that. Going well, yeah. On. Yeah. Stunning. Love it. Amazing. So have you always been comfortable in front of the camera? Or was this sort of like a, this will be good for my page? Come on, let's 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 do this. Just take the bloody photo now. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Not at all. No, <laughs> I, used to, I, I didn't know what to do at all when it came to posing or, you know, how to control my face, just always looking like quirky and goofy. And like, I just couldn't, like, I had no control over my facial muscles. I didn't know what to do with my hair. I could just you know, go on and on. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. It was a learning curve. And, uh, and um, but as I said, I developed a passion for it. And and then obviously the more you do something, the better you, you become. And, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, really great at modeling these days, but um, I, you know, I've certainly had a lot of experience and um, I'm confident that um, if I do a shoot that, you know, something good will come out of it. So, um, but, you know, we all have days where we feel we can, we can do certain things better than another. So, <laughs> I suppose so. Is there any other like styles you've wanted to do modeling wise? Is there anything you've really wanted to do that you haven't done yet? Oh, um, I don't know. 
No, I think I think I, I just love my fantasy thing at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe something a bit more. I love computer games, so you know, maybe maybe I could just dress up as one of my favorite game characters or something one day. That would be fun. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> like him. Like that's the problem, you know. Be a guy, so it wouldn't really work. Now that I've said <laughs> that, I'm just laughing to myself. Be a King Graham from King's Quest. That makes no sense. I wouldn't. Put it off. <laughs> so um, maybe not. I was so hoping you'd be like Mario. <laughs> Mario, oh, yeah. How? Well, I could be the princess, right? Princess Peach, Peach is yeah. that her name? Yeah. yeah, I could. I could have blonde hair, and then someone else have to be Mario. But yeah, I don't know. So I ask about you being comfortable in front of the camera because coming soon, you're going to be doing a couple of films with a good, a good friend, Mr. Keith McClear, as you mentioned earlier. One of those, uh, myself and Tom will be joining you in called uh, Compared to You. Yay! Now, is, is acting something that you sought out? You wanted to go, I know you mentioned earlier, you wanted to dabble in when you're younger, or was this Keith going, right, you, you could be in a film with, it, with me because that's what he did to us. So. <laughs> is it? Oh, <laughs> No, uh, he he had no clue that um, that I that I love acting. Um, I just it was just that I focused on music because um, I I didn't I didn't really have the the time unfortunately to focus on both and I and I missed acting and always sort of always sort of hoped that I'd be that I'd find my footing back into it one day. Um, but I used to do theatre, so I haven't done film. That's going to be totally new to me. And um, no, Keith, bless him. He just he just sent me an email because um, you know we've got really great chemistry. We're amazing friends, and um, and he just he just offered me the part, and I'm so grateful. He is good no, boy. he didn't push me. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I mean, if, if he phys- if he physically pushed you, you'd fucking fly about 15 miles across the fucking roof. I know, <laughs> right? The guy is massive. I like to just mention that every now and again because it's just fun to do so. Um, you were actually part of the Tatnus podcast. You've been part of the Tatnus podcast a few times now, I believe. Yes, twice. Yeah. It's been great. How was that? How was uh, how has been a part of it? You enjoy it? Oh, I love it. I wouldn't have been back otherwise. No, I absolutely loved it. I think I got really, really caffeinated for the the last one. <laughs> Don't know if you guys saw it, but oh my gosh, we were both quite hyped. <laughs> Yeah, did you talk for seven hours? Oh no, not on the podcast. That was oh. the podcast was few seven hours. I can say, wow. I was gonna say, geez. We could have though. I'm sure we could have. Um maybe we should do that. <laughs> do seven hours podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, we were talking about all sorts of things and um I think we were watching movies that night. I can't remember. But now time flies when we talk, so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, how are you feeling about being in in the uh, these movies? Uh, are you are you excited or are you nervous? Is it a nice mix of the two? Because that's how I feel. Oh well, I'm just excited now. I'm I'm probably gonna have some nerves at some point. Um, but you know, they are excitement and and and, and anxiety are kind of the same thing. They're, they're the same. Um, it, it does the same to your body. You know, your heart rate goes up and you feel a little bit jittery. So it's a good it's a good uh, practice to change um, nerve nervousness into excitement and so that's what I'm always trying to do these days whenever I feel like you know I'm doing something new and I'm and I'm and I'm 
pushing my boundaries I just sort of go oh, I'm excited and and talk myself into that instead so and that's that's you know that's work that's another thing that I learned in the pandemic to just you know become excited rather than nervy all the time and um so yeah I don't I don't feel nervous at all I'm just super excited I think it'll be fun and I can't wait to do acting again and you know what I know of the script is absolutely amazing um it's gonna be great and you know you guys are there too so it'll be cool I can't wait uh- it's going to be fucking fun. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've seen the script, have you? And you, he's only told me part of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. We, we know nothing yet. So. So we don't know anything. Oh. <laughs> we know nada. Nada. Anyway, right. This is meant to be about you. So let's carry on. I want to go back to your website. So what I love about your website is the blog side of things where you talk about an absolute abundance of different subjects. Like there's so many different things on there. Mental health, environment, you know, the, the forest bay that we talked about earlier, your music, and even my country's national animal, the unicorn, <laughs> which I love so much. I love the variety, getting to express yourself and all that sort of stuff. But what is National Unicorn Day? I think it is just celebrating the unicorn. I looked into it too. And, you know, it's like, wow, National Unicorn Day. It's just a celebration of our, well, so-called mythical animal um, <laughs> or mythical beast. Um, yeah, it's um, it's something that I actually, I admit, I just discovered it through social media. Other people were okay. posting about it and saying, oh, happy National Unicorn Day. It's like, well, you know, how can I not make a blog post on that day and talk about my album? So, Yeah. Absolutely. I love the the idea of the Scottish people just being like, what the fuck can we do to piss the fucking English off, mate? What <laughs> what animal could we have that'd be like, you know, let's make everybody be like, what the fuck's going on up there? Hey, I know we'll have a fucking unicorn. Fuck. <laughs> I love it. I love that, that that idea and that we have a thistle as our national flower. That's perfect. That's just amazing that you guys have that. <laughs> I Absolutely. do love the fact the Scots have a unicorn, the Welsh have a dragon, and the English just like, we'll have a lion. <laughs> well, lions We're not going to make one up. <laughs> but so, I did want to talk about your album. I actually brought it back nicely. So you, as you called it Realm of the Unicorns. As if, so what is it about unicorns that you love so much? The fact you named your album, you can put the name in there as well. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know how most people, or a lot of a lot of people I know who love unicorns, they um they usually um love them since childhood or something like that. You know, it's like a quite a childlike thing for a lot of people. When I was a kid, I wasn't interested in unicorns. It was ghosts and he-man and vampires, and um, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't need a don't need a unicorn. I got battle. Cat. I, I wasn't interested in them. It was really strange. So that didn't happen until I was in my twenties. Twenties. <laughs> That's when I started to get into them. And it was it started off more like a, a fun thing. I think I thought it was because I was quite gothy for a very long time. And then I started incorporating a few unicorny things as a more like a jokey kind of thing. And I thought they were cute. Um, you know that all the pastel colors and stuff with the black. I thought, ha, why not? And then. Um, and then um, I looked into them spiritually and and then I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, they, they are so pure. Imagine something so pure that can heal everything. And um, yeah, so Realm of the Unicorns came about when um, when I had a really horrible thing happen to me in the middle of uh, a really rough time in my life. Um, 
you know how sometimes you 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 have phases where it doesn't just hit you once it hits you like twice and three times and you just almost get knocked over by a series of events and um so you know my best friend at the time um he was diagnosed with stage four cancer and uh, he passed away and um i was in the middle of a house move actually coming to glastonbury finally um and then you know uh, the, the whole household like everything just completely split up some some family members uh, moved away uh, to other countries so i ended up missing them and like you know my whole uh, i felt uprooted and um and then somebody uh, when i was walking home one night held um, a, a sports horn right to my ear um, from behind and I was just walking and I um, I think it was a really stupid prank or something, but I felt, you know, it was an assault. It was so loud. It was so painful. I jumped um, in the air and my my ears started swelling up and, and internally and I couldn't hear properly. And this was straight after I finished um, a music uh, music mixing course. So, you know, I had just just really trained my ears and fine tuned them. And then that happened and I was about to release my debut album. So you know, I, I was destroyed. I, I, I was so anxious and so scared. I had a tinnitus and, um, you know, constant beeping in my head. And, and I was on a waiting list for about six months to even get it checked out properly. So I had no idea if I'd ever be able to make music. I had no idea if I'd be able to enjoy music. Um, all I knew was that this ringing wouldn't stop. Um, my, my, the, the, my, my hearing was muffled on one side and I couldn't stand any noise that was just remotely loud like even the scraping I know of a plate and with your knife on a plate or something that was too harsh and already hurt my ears so um a few months later I I, I heard that it was actually called hyperacusis when you're super sensitive to sounds so um yeah at that time I really didn't know what to do I was on this waiting list and I thought well I need to calm my nervous system somehow I did try um, antidepressants and they just made everything worse. I felt like I was going crazy for three days and stopped. And I thought, no, I'd rather just, you know, know what I'm feeling than not know what's going on and be on drugs, you know? Mm. So, I mean, it might help some people, but it really didn't do it for me. And um, so then I looked at, you know, went down the YouTube rabbit hole and um, started looking for meditations and I wasn't into meditating at all at that point. But I thought, well, maybe maybe that will help calm me down a little bit. So I um, looked at some meditations and I found this guided unicorn medica- meditation where um, you meet your spirit animal, your spirit uh, unicorn, and uh, it has a message for you. So I did that. And then um, I, I felt after that, I felt like I needed to create my own um, meditation music um, with unicorns or with that energy in mind. And um, so I just opened myself up to that and said, okay, you know, if unicorns exist, then I invite you to the space with me and, you know, create something with me that is soothing. So um, I spent, I spent a long time um, selecting sounds that would mask my tinnitus um, and then uh, calm my mind and use that as my, um, as my meditation background, because I couldn't find anything that I couldn't handle um, uh, that I could handle sorry online so I decided to make my own and um, yeah so once I put it out I was just so amazed that it really helped other people too you know um, it was like a, a self-medicating uh, thing that I had to make and um, it, it it feels like it feels like I haven't really written it I don't know if that makes sense a lot of a lot of creatives say the same thing actually they they look back on it and go I don't know how that happened <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, how did that just 
come about you know it's just you get lost in the process so yeah that's the long story of round the unicorns that's incredible i mean i'm so sorry about what happened you know when you listen to your friend and stuff and people are fucking assholes as well so yeah how unnecessary was it an air horn was it yeah yeah one of those like these really horrible yeah yeah. but you know my hearing's fine now i had you know i had um I had an ENT check over, um, I, had, I had tests, everything's fine, I healed. Um, and, you know, she, the, the funny thing was, she said to me, you need to meditate to get rid of um, tinnitus because uh, it's actually just your brain giving you an alarm signal. So it was really good that I started so early with all that. And once she said that to me, that's when I religiously started meditating. Um, she said to me, you've got the power to heal in your own hands. And I thought that was so amazing to hear that from, you know, a medical, uh, d- d- an actual doctor and not just, exactly. you know, the, the, the lovely Glassbury people. I mean, they, they're not <laughs> medically trained, you know. I had so many things that they that they told me to, to take, like different routes and stuff. But, you know, I needed, I really needed someone to check me out properly that time and see what was going on. And, uh, yeah, so meditation, in my case, was what solved tinnitus and, and, and made it go away and, and um, eventually. And, yeah, it's, it's amazing how, how your body can heal, you know, when you give it the tools, when you've got the right tools, how you can heal yourself. It's really it's amazing. Awesome. That's beautiful. I've, I've, I've heard so many positive things about meditation in the past. It's something I really do want to try at some point just to see how it see how it how it works you know yeah try try maybe five minutes or something you know so i'd start slow because if you put yourself in in a, in a zone for like 20 minutes it might make you really tired that's what it did to me i i felt like i couldn't function i felt like i was taking a nap so <laughs> started with five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening and then gradually build up to to 10 minutes and then you know sometimes even 20 minutes and um well, the way I do it, I um, you know, put on background music and um, I just focus on breathing. You just focus on your breath and you just notice it. Like, don't try and change it. Just notice your breath and then try and slow it down a little bit and just focus on your breath. Continually listen to the music. And whenever you have, you will have thoughts popping into your head. And when that happens, it's really important not to engage with them emotionally and not to think about them too much. Just see them like, you know, imagine yourself to be on a skyscraper and you're looking down at all the cars and you're not focusing in on any of those cars, but you know they're there. Now imagine if those were your thoughts and they're just going by. And one car after the other, just going by, and that's your thoughts. And that's, that's how I meditate. I just let them go and I just let them pass by and, you know, sometimes there are some of them, of course, they're quite emotional. I'll go, okay, thanks for alerting me that I need to look into that. Just, and then breathe it away again. And if you do that, you train your, you train yourself um, to, to be able to compose yourself when you need to as well. I've, I've noticed, like, I'm, I feel like I'm not always, you know, a victim of my own emotional state anymore. And I used to feel a bit trapped in my head, you know, I'm sure we all, we all go, go there sometimes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how I personally do meditation. But there are loads of different ways to do it. That's amazing. Fascinating. I know. Just listen to your talks. Just in, just fascinating. 
I'm just like lost. I've found myself like zoning out, just listening to you talk, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're interviewing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm rambling so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Rambling's what we like. We like people talking. This is we we do a show on top of this interview, so people listen to us enough. So you know, we the, it's all about the guests. It's all about you. So this is what we want. We want you to you know. Give us, give us loads, Mira. It's lovely, yeah. lovely. <laughs> feeding off it. <laughs> I'm glad it's not boring you to help. Oh, hell no. Hell oh, no. No, no, no. Oh. So you finally, you released the album and what was the reception like, the feedback you got from? It was amazing. It was just so touching to hear how it calmed people down and how they even used it for their pets, you know. Um, sometimes when, when like a, someone's dog needed some love or, or a cat was sick, they'd play around with the unicorns for them and, and they told me that it chilled them right out and I, I didn't know that it would have that effect on some animals too. I thought it was so sweet. Um, but no, I, I, feel, I feel so honoured that it's become a soundtrack to so many um, for when they need it most and just to chill out um, or to find some escape, you know. It's been been really good and that's why I'm so determined to, you know, carry on carry on down that path and 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 create more of the of similar kind of music it's like some sort of superpower without <laughs> realizing you had a sort of superpower that you soothe animals with your tunes as well <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i love animals and um one of my one of my goals is to you know help them as much as i can as well as the environment because you know the animals is just I feel like they don't have a voice, of course. Um, they do, but we we're not listening and we're we're not we're not really hearing it. So I'd I'd like to I'd like to be a voice for them if I can. Or as much as I can. Yeah. I just want to take all the beagles. I'll have all the beagles, please. <laughs> Every beagles. last one of them. I yes. fucking love beagles. Oh <laughs> so, no, I'm the same with Dashwins. I really want one. <laughs> Little sausage dogs are the best. (laughs) So what sort of, from from making this album, what sort of things did you learn that you're going to take with you into the next album? Um, I learned, well, in terms of production or... um, Just in general. Yeah. Well, yeah, a few few little production hacks, definitely. Um, Because I've, because it's been a few years now since I've released the album and I feel like I've learned a lot more. You know how as an artist you'll look back and go, oh no, you know, I could have done it this way. I could have changed it. Like I think every artist has that. So now I know what I would change. Um and, and some things I'd approach differently. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like my writing process is is really um is I'm I'm in a I'm in a sort of trance state when I do it. I it's not really something where I watch myself what I'm doing. I just I just follow my ears if that makes sense like my um or my ears tell me when it's right and then I feel it and once I feel it's right that's when the song becomes a song so I don't really approach it with too much logic or thought I feel like the best thing is to really just you know let the music speak and not and not my head yeah not sure if that makes any sense but I think it makes complete sense I love it wonderful tom have you got any more questions before we wrap up just you know when you were growing up and moving around you know to a brand new country and that sort of thing did you ever think that life would end up where it is where you are today do you ever think that you'd be here now doing what you're doing no not at all like if i look back at that poor little bullied girl who thought she was the ugliest thing ever born and kicked by like 20 people in her class 
Uh, no, I would have never thought that I'd end up actually singing, doing what I love, even modeling and, you know, and acting now as well, um, meeting so many amazing people, having such wonderful listeners and fans and, you know, friends all over the world. I would never thought that. I'm so incredibly grateful. Yeah. And to all those bullies. Fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just about to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yeah. It's amazing, but it shows if there's like younger people who have been bullied and whatnot, they listen to things like this. It shows that it's not always going to be that way. You don't have to let it take you into because I was bullied relentlessly as a kid as well. I know Tom suffered from bullying as well, you know. But you don't don't take it with you once you're out of there. Just leave it behind. Yeah, it it can take some time, right? I mean, it depends on like why you were bullied, of course, as well. Um, and, and how long for? Like for me, it was like four years. And I was really young. I was only seven years old when it started, I think, or even six years old. And um, yeah, that, that, that it's just so ingrained in me, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like, I think what's really important is, you know, when, when a kid gets bullied, um, it, I think it starts off some internal voice. It changes your internal voice. And it makes them it makes them bully themselves on a daily basis. You know, mm-hmm. even if the bullying outside stops, you still bully yourself. You somehow believe that you're not worthy, that you're ugly, or, or this and that and the other, um, or that you can't do things. And it you know it, it, it kicks your confidence off. Um, and a lot of people then try to find validation um, outside of themselves, and that doesn't seem to help or work either. It really has to come from within because that's when it started as well. I mean, it started from it started externally, but once you've internalized it, that's when the problem you know sits here really. So um, I think it's really important for anyone who's um, gone through any sort of bullying, no matter what age, to change your internal dialogue. You know, and um, I think. I think a, a lot of um, a lot of the time it's a cultural thing, you know. We go, oh, I'm stupid, you know, for doing this. Oh, I'm so stupid, or I'm 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 so this and that. And and your body is always listening, you know, to everything you say. So it's it's really important to to not do that and to to instead to just make it make it more playful. Go, ha, that's that's funny how that didn't work out, you know. But don't don't make it negative and. If you do that, if you do that enough, then your once your internal dialogue has changed, it just changes everything. The whole way you carry yourself, um, your whole approach to new things, and you know, once that once that changes, you can, you, you know, the world's the oyster. You can you, you you can believe in yourself and do anything you like, really. But yeah, change it from within, and then everything outside will change as well. But if you if you think about biting into a lemon, I always use that example. You know, your mouth usually starts to water, or you know, think about eating something really nice, or or think about something really disgusting. You know, you, you your body has a reaction to it. That's the point. So that shows you how how powerful your thoughts are. You know, you're just thinking about the thing. It's not right there, but your but your body believes it is because you just thought about it. So that just that just comes goes to show how important it is to have healthy thoughts and to detox your bad thoughts, you know? Mira. Such a learning curve, isn't it? Mira, you are an inspiration. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Stunning. And I I don't want to say anything more on top of that now. That was a beautiful way to end this. Absolutely stunning. Oh, thank you, guys. So sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Before we do let you go, though, we do like to play a little game with our guests, if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's do it. 
We call it the quick fire round. We give you five questions and you answer them as quick as possible. It's as simple as that. Okay. First question. Your first ever job. Hairdresser. Oh, cool. Amazing. <laughs> One word people would use to describe you. Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's what they do in this town. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite joke? My favourite joke? Um, fuck off, darling. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I'm not really a joke person, just like... <laughs> Phenomenal. That was, Phenomenal. That was great. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that threw me off then. Who would play you in the movie of your life? I don't know. Someone, someone cool. Someone cool. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Richard Gere. Yeah, that's an amazing answer. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> We're going with it. I like it. And last but not least, one piece of advice you would give to a younger version of yourself if you had a little time machine. Um, piece of advice. Yes, don't don't um, listen to that internal voice. Like I just said, you know, switch it around. Don't believe what they tell you, but that you you know you're worthless and and ugly and you should be dead. <laughs> don't believe that. Don't internalize it, and it will all get better. Beautiful. Love that. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Wonderful, Mira. Please let everyone know where they can find you in the world. Not your address, like on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> any any plugs, social medias, etc. Um. Well, I'm on social media as Mira Morningstar. Most my first name is spelled M I R A, and then Morningstar together in one word. Um. My website is miramorningstar.com, and uh, there you can also get some free music. Um. And sign up to get some updates when our revenue blog posts and stuff so yeah wonderful Mira this has been an absolute pleasure we've oh, really really enjoyed having you amazing. we've really enjoyed it we look forward to seeing you properly next year um, um, you. it's going to be so much fun and uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening thank you you too guys and yeah thank you again for having me it's been so great and you're awesome and I can't wait to meet you yeah it's going to be amazing <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. Mira, you take care of yourself and we'll see you soon. And you. Oh, yeah. And let me know if you want any help with the marketing. I'll train. Yes. That would be, be beautiful. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. so. We seriously appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> All right. You take care now. Thank you very much. Yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. What a beautiful, wonderful human being. Thank you, Mira. That was absolutely incredible. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. And I also have to give dues to you for knowing exactly when fuck off was coming. <laughs> And we will be seeing you early next year because we are going to be in a film together. We are. So here's the announcement. Me and Jamie are going to be in a movie next spring called Compared to You, a romantic comedy written and directed by Mr. Keith McCleary, starring Mira Morningstar, also starring your boys right here, Lydia Manson and Keith himself. Keep your eyes peeled to the socials. We'll be revealing more soon. Yeah, it's going to be Mira, good. Thank you so much. We really, really loved chatting to you. We look forward to seeing you soon, like chatting to you soon. And we hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Mr. Stevens. Hello, sir. 
It's audience participation time. It's time to participate in Jamie's audience participation challenge. What has he asked you to do this week? Oh, my brothers. This week, I asked the audience, I wanted to see which of them were budding content creators. So I asked, if you were given the chance to make a half-hour TV show, genre of your choice, what would it be? Mr. Stevens, do you have an answer for this? Not really. I couldn't really think of anything like what I'd do. I'd probably just, I, I don't know if I'd just, what, I, don't, I don't, I'd have no clue. I couldn't think of anything either, to I be really honest. don't know. You've stumped me here this week. Everything I thought of has already been bloody made. <laughs> so I'd probably do, watch a lot of music videos and critique them. That'd be quite interesting, to be fair. Do like so, a Gogglebox version of music videos. That'd be pretty cool. There you go. So for this one, I want a slight difference on this one. For each of these, I want you to tell me if you'd watch it, if it existed. Okay, okay. So I'm going to start off with Craig Richard, an accurate news information program that doesn't just spin it to one-sided yarn. Nice. Well, obviously, the news is corrupt as fuck, so that'd be amazing. Yes, I would watch that. <laughs> I thought you would. Christo Plum Evans. Morgan Freeman taking care of his bees, and I would call it Morgan Beeman. <laughs> yes, I would watch that. <laughs> Chris, you hero. Martin Jellyman says, Time Team Revisited. I've always said that when they have a big find, you, can, you can't tell me that they just put the soil back and forget about it. What else has been found? What have they done with that stuff? Interesting, but I probably wouldn't watch that. It's not your sort of thing, is it? But- no. But would you watch this program by Oscar Adigi? I'd strap a GoPro to my boa constrictor and let her have a wander in the garden. It'd be a day in the life of a five-foot reptile. That's cool. <laughs> I don't like snacks at all. They scare the shit out of me. Um, I just, they're just one big muscle, aren't they? It's like it's just so Yeah, no thanks. Uh, but I probably wouldn't watch that. I'd be interested to see what snakes do. Like, I wonder how like, but the thing is though, if they're attacking, you wouldn't fucking see anything. No, I just want to so see. Quick. I just want to see a boa constrictor with a GoPro on his head. To be honest, <laughs> or that. Uh, Danny Crook says a time lapse of which colour paint dries the fastest. I'd make a killing the amount of times I've heard people say I'd rather watch paint dry. Genius. Yes, I'd watch that. <laughs> genius. Just for the fact that's genius. <laughs> I really like this one. This is really quite sweet. John Posey. A kind of reality talk show on how to be an adult, featuring things like how to dress for interviews, how to tie ties, which shoes go with which suit, tax help, basic mechanic ideas, basic home repairs, etc. All with the comedic, playful banter of the hosts. Yes, I've watched that. It's beautiful. Again. I like that. Really um, clever. Chris Crosby says Gogglebox, but instead of watching people watch TV, you watch people scroll through their phones looking at TikTok whilst having a shit. You could just call it crap box. <laughs> I mean, I don't really watch TikTok, so I wouldn't watch it, but again, genius. <laughs> DJ Gove says, I'd just make a police drama, because, you know, there's not enough of those on TV. <laughs> nope. And last but not least is Mr. Ryan Williams. Now, Ryan slipped into my DMs and told me that he is actually, this is genuinely a show he wants to create. Oh, okay. He's got plans to make this as a show. So he says, my idea is a show called Bunkies. It would be a drama comedy focusing on a handful of people at a jailhouse. Think of it as like Scrubs and Law and Order having a baby. 
Most of the characters will be inmates who are awaiting trial with characters like Peter Stuffington, a highly sexed inmate, kind of like Quagmire, who always turns any conversation about sex and has a catchphrase of, if you're stuffing one, I'm stuffing ten. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking brilliant. There's Officer Wyndham, a librarian who, due to the state of cutbacks, was forced to become a jailer. He's very timid and has a lisp. There's Don Cook, a member of the Mafia who just wants to be a chef. Each episode would revolve around the characters and how they are adapting to life in jail as they are dealing with their cases and problems from the real world. That's, <laughs> that's really cool. That's amazing. And the fact you really want to make that is incredible. Ryan, we'll, we'll sort you out. No, I'm joking. And the, um, the, the catchphrase, if you're stuffing one, I'm stuffing ten, when he's so stuffing Just ten. for that. I Brilliant. Want just for that, yeah. I want to see if we can sort about just for that catchphrase. Absolutely golden. But yes, I'd watch that. And if you enjoyed Jamie's Adult Participation Challenges, by the way, guys, thank you so much for all your answers again. Uh, and you enjoy Tom's journal. And I, if you, I, I don't even know why I'm going to say this, but when you love Callum's preachings every single week and you enjoy our interviews, come check out the other editions of the, of the Chronicles of Podcast. We have nine other editions of this absolutely wonderful show that we enjoy thoroughly doing for all of you. And a lot of work goes into it. We enjoy, don't we, Jamie? We enjoy doing this, don't we? It's all right. Yeah, we really enjoy it. We, we have fun like, doing this every now and again. Every week. Every week. We do it every single week and we love it. We, we can't get enough. We want more. I know you want more. So go and follow us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Enjoy. Come enjoy our content. Jamie. Hello. You can also follow us on the Twitter at TCO Pod. And Jamie. Yes. You, know, you can also follow us on the Insta at TCO Pod. And you can also follow us on uh, TikTok. I almost forgot what it's called then. At TCO Pod. You can also come to our YouTube channel at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button um, and come enjoy all our trailers, all our interviews and all our hashtag WBW way back Wednesday. All right. Uh, which we bring back an old interview from our previous channel for you to thoroughly enjoy on this one. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, raters, tell all of your friends about us. Share us, allow us into your ears, and mainly, when listening to us, make sure you listen to us while watching the news. I'm more interesting than what's on exactly. the news to be fair, so, yeah. Exactly. Makes, it more, makes it more palatable. God, what a word. <laughs> I know, right? Do I want to hear a Callum Treaching, or do I want to hear about the petrol crisis? I Callum definitely want to treat you, yeah. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Um, Jamie, another episode, another one in the books. I I don't think I've laughed this hard during a recording in a very long time. This was incredible. I had an amazing time this week. So did I. I I do. I enjoy this every week. It's just so much fun. And again, excited to release as always. It's an absolute pleasure to do this with you. It truly truly is. Guys, save the date. 18th of October, 2021. Guys, as for this week, we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.